Welcome to New Hope Church's sermon series podcast. The following message was recorded at our in-person services on Sunday, December 5th, 2021. Throughout the season, we'll be exploring a different aspect of Jesus as expressed in the book of Isaiah through what we're calling Experiential Sundays. To engage in the whole service, including worship and communion, check out our YouTube page or go to newhopepdx.org forward slash teaching. Today, Pastor Hannah Suter will be focusing on Jesus's goodness, and our scripture reading is Psalm 36. All right, well, good morning once again. Good. My name is Hannah. I'm one of the pastors here. It's good to be with you this second Sunday in Advent. The first service, I was like, the second Advent of Sunday. (laughs) Oh, wait, that didn't sound quite right. Um, We are in the middle of a series called Looking to Jesus, where we're exploring the different characteristics of Jesus that we really look forward to and hold on to as our hope in this season. And we're doing what we're calling experiential Sundays. So it's not just worship and teaching and communion, although all those elements will be there. But we're asking you to participate, to engage a little differently. Last week, it was through some prayer. We did the prayer of examine, and then we did the the dissolvable paper. Did you guys like that exercise? That was pretty cool. And today, we are going to be continuing our time of worship after this this short teaching to to engage in the the hope of Jesus' goodness. Last week, we talked about Jesus as human, and we, we read through Psalm 139. And this week, we're looking at Jesus is good. Jesus is good. And we're going to be focused on Psalm 36. So as I read this psalm, I want you to notice the first half is going to be describing the ways of evil and the ways of wickedness. And then it'll be a pretty stark contrast, and you'll notice it starts describing, the psalmist starts describing the ways of God, the ways of goodness. So I want you just to pay attention to that shift, and, and we'll try and, try and play along with what the psalmist is doing here as, he, as they contrast. Psalm 36, 1 through 9. Transgression speaks to the wicked deep in their hearts. There is no fear of God before their eyes. For they flatter themselves in their own eyes that their iniquity cannot be found out and hated. The words of their mouths are mischief and deceit. They have ceased to act wisely and do good. They plot mischief while on their beds. They are set on a way that is not good. They do not reject evil. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your judgments are like the great deep. You save humans and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. All people may take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. In your light, we see light. Sounds pretty good, right? At least that second half. Did you notice the difference, the first part and the second part? It's supposed to emphasize the goodness of God. And would you say that the last, oh, I don't know, 18 months or so have just really reflected just drinking from God's river of delights and just, it's just been so wonderful and pleasant for everybody? Yeah, not so much. 
So I want to go back and, and, and talk about the ways of evil that are highlighted there. Their character, the ways of evil are characterized by rejection of self-awareness, rejection of humility, rejection of honesty and integrity, rejection of wisdom, and a rejection to do what is good. And then the second half, when we t- talk about God and God's goodness, the ways of goodness are characterized by steadfast love, faithfulness, justice and righteousness, care for all of creation, safety and refuge, and abundant generosity. Again, sounds like the last 18 months, right? We long for these ways of goodness, the ways of our good Jesus, to rule in our world, in our societies, in our families, in our own hearts. But often... We more, we more so see the ways of wickedness at play, the ways of evil at play in our world, in our society, in our families, in our own hearts. So what do we do in this Advent season when we're supposed to be clinging to the hope of Jesus' goodness when everything can feel like it's unraveling? What do we do when we, ha- when we are able to cling to that hope? What, what does it actually mean? How does that actually change anything? Why hope? I think there's a little clue in the psalm that we read earlier, in the last line that we read. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. I wonder if hope The reason to hope is because it changes the way that we see. Hope in Jesus' goodness doesn't always mean that our circumstances are going to change. Doesn't mean that things are going to work out in a way that's really comfortable or happy for us. Doesn't always carry with it the answers and the clarity and the insight that we might be longing for and desiring and praying to God for. But it does, I think, change the way that we see. In your light, we see light. So what does it look like to live in Christ's light? What does it look like to step in to Christ's light? If you're watching online, I'm going to have you respond in the chat to that question. What, is it, what does it look like for you to step into the light of Christ? And then if you share now, but the delay, we'll be able to hear your responses in a few minutes as well. So maybe you step into the light through scripture, through stepping outside into creation and nature. Maybe you step into the light of Christ through noticing beauty, through connecting to the love in your life. Maybe you step into Christ's light through meditation or through creating, through prayer. Maybe you step into Christ's light through confession, through service, through forgiveness. Maybe it's through movement, dancing a little bit. Maybe it's through worship. For me right now, stepping into that light looks like going on a walk and just talking to God about what's on my mind and heart. It looks like just sitting in the quiet and becoming aware of God's presence with me. It looks like noticing beauty in a sunset or a sunrise or a song that I have on repeat in my house and I'm annoying my roommate. (laughs) 
or looking at one of my little house plants that I just love so much and noticing the beauty and the intricate design of that. So what I'm gonna ask you to do, remember we're doing some participatory things today. I'm gonna ask you to turn to the person next to you or maybe the couple of people next to you. And I want you to say, what does it look like for you in this season to step into the light of Christ? And maybe if you're struggling to do that in the season, what's worked in the past? What does it look like for you to step into Christ's light? All right, let's hear some of your responses. What is it looking like for you to step into Christ's light these days? Music? Yes. Service. Service. Being in God's nature. Praying. God's word. Silence and solitude. Worship. Love. Gratitude. What was over here? Time and nature. Fellowship. Praying for others. What else? Peace. Meditation. Reading inspiring testimonies. This is from our online community. Doing good for others. Let's do one or two more. Discipleship. Walking with others. Service and seeing his creative ways. Awesome. Look at all those ways to step into the light of Christ. For with God is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Let's say that together. With you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. In the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, in the midst of this cosmic battle between good and evil, between God and Satan, there's this little refrain that has really captured my attention for the last several years goes like this. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters have been thrown down, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. The line that really grabs me is, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. To me, that reads that we overcome the discouragement, the shame, the struggles, the lies, the disappointments, all of the evil that we face in our lives. We overcome by the saving grace of Jesus, and by telling our stories, our testimonies of Jesus's goodness. We need these stories, whether they're stories from scripture, stories from our tradition, but even maybe more importantly, the stories from one another, these stories of Jesus's goodness, we need to overcome. Jesus is good, amen? Jesus is good. And what I love about that is that that's just reality. 
whether I feel that or am believing that in any given moment, it doesn't change the reality that Jesus is good. And that provides some relief to me. I'm like, oh, good. I'm not responsible for God's emotions or character. God will just be good. <laughs> There's some relief to that. But we need to cultivate our hope in Jesus' goodness. And I think we can do that through telling one another stories of Jesus' goodness. I want you to take a minute and just look around at the people in this room. Or if you're online, it says how many people are there watching with you. Just look around at each other real quick. You can do that. Turn your heads left and right. Good job. You're not here alone, right? It takes a community of faith. It takes being connected to one another to be connected to the stories of Jesus's goodness. I need your stories. And some of you have shared your stories with me and I've needed it. And you need my stories. We need one another's stories of Jesus's goodness. We can't do this alone. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna Benedict by singing the doxology together. The words will be on the screen if you're not familiar with us. And I am not gonna cue us because I was not given that gift of pitch. But Kelsey is going to cue us. <laughs> Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Peace, New Hope. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We're excited to share a new devotional podcast created specifically for the Advent season. You can find a link to it in the description of this podcast. We hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.